I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour, signing schedule, all that great stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. I'm really excited to have Will Lair on the line today. He is a managing partner and co-founder over at Perpetual Assets. Uh, Will, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. So I'm really excited to get into what you do over at Perpetual Assets. I mean, self-directed IRAs and the ability for, um, you know, investors to be able to direct their own investments. Um, it's a big deal in my book. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's just start with your background. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur and in business? Well, uh, growing up, I was raised in a family where um, – my dad uh, had his own company and had quite a bit of independence with that, you know, and financial freedom. And um, I sort of, you know, witnessed a lot of travel and uh, exciting things that he and my mom were able to do and, and, and us as a family were able to do. Um, so I, I'd like to say I was sort of groomed for, you know, an independent entrepreneurial path from the get-go. Um, I was very fortunate to go to, uh, you know, get a fantastic education. I went to boarding school uh, in in uh, high school, and that was an incredible experience, which also just sort of, you know, um, helped me realize that, uh, you know, my path was was going to be one of of unique uh, of a unique nature. Um, I did some study abroad as well which was fantastic. I would recommend that to anyone. I'm going to recommend it very strongly to my children if they uh, have the desire to do so, a study abroad program. I did two of them, uh, one in Chile and one in Spain. And, and that, you know, I was able to become fluent in Spanish, which really sort of opens your doors, fluency in another language um, for so many different things. But out of college, um, I I quickly got into sales. I knew that I, you know, I had a knack for numbers and for finance, and that initially the sales, you know, path led me into financial services. But um, I liked working with people. Uh, I liked the sales process. I liked the psychology of the sale of of um, you know creating value or or providing something of value that added value to another party's life, to another individual's life, and uh, helping them understand that value-add story. Um, so I tried a lot of different things. You know, uh, it took me many years out of college to really sort of develop what I'm doing now. Um, but uh, you, you just, you know, I, I, I kept – I tried different things, and when something – didn't work or didn't feel right, you know, I, don't force it. If it feels inauthentic, uh, if it felt inauthentic to me, it wasn't something I was able to really proceed with if, if, if my heart wasn't in it. So that's really the biggest thing that so many different successful uh, people and entrepreneurs will, will agree with is find something that your heart is in 
Um, and that could be the subject matter of, of what it is that you're doing. It could be that you build your own company uh, and your heart and soul could just be in that this is your own thing that provides you freedom and flexibility. Um, but from a young age, I, you know, I, I, I never really did well with uh, under situations of authority. I, I just, I, I knew I wanted to, you know, write my own book, if you will. I wanted to write my own schedule. I wanted to be my own boss. Um, so that takes some uh, some discovery, right? I mean, you, you know, coming right out of college and trying to start your own business is very difficult. So you you almost in most cases have to work for someone else, which I which I did and, and worked through that. Um, and one thing led to another, and it sort of developed into a, a path of financial services, a career in financial services. I was uh, been good with, always enjoyed math. Uh, it was the subject in school that I enjoyed, math and language. Uh, language probably just because I'd studied abroad and you know had a knack for it. So coming back, it was it was a passion to study it because I had the uh, you know the, the proficiency there, but. Um, Math, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it in school. I always did well in it. And so a career in financial services made sense. I just had to find the right path in financial services. Um, so, you know, started with the sort of the traditional path, and my heart wasn't in that after some time realized, you know, I tried. I did uh, – I gave it a go, and it just – I didn't believe in it. You know, it didn't really serve my – it didn't fulfill me. Um, and so that led me down other paths of, of alternative finance, uh, which really did serve me and do serve me and, and is a place where my heart is helping people to discover, um, helping people to discover alternative paths for their financial investments, for their, uh, you know, places to put their, their nest eggs, if you will, or their life savings. Um, let's um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about the idea of um, really getting an international view and international scope because I think a lot of um, people in the United States, so about you know 86% of the audience that are listening to this in the U.S. So for all the Europeans that listen out in France, Germany, Spain, Canada, um, Netherlands, all all around the world that are listening, that that makes up the other 14%. Um, that being said, um, I think a lot of people here just don't travel enough. They don't get that worldview. I did I did multiple study abroad when I was in school too. So I studied in Spain, studied in Mexico, um, did trips to Czech Republic, just a, a bunch of different places. And studied, did one in Belgium. Um, so I had a completely different worldview than let's just say my other, you know, colleagues at school and college and, you know, and then fast forward, you know, past college. Um, a different view on the world than they had who hadn't studied or done anything like that. So let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, what kind of things would you tell the um, if you're if you're selling that one to five year, um, you know, are that going to, that just getting into college that's listening to this and they're thinking should they do a should they do a, a study abroad or not? What would you tell them? Oh God, no no question. Um, it I immediately came back from my first study abroad in Chile. Um, and that was in between freshman and sophomore year. And I immediately came back with this sort of uh, newfound resolve, this newfound passion that I had, you know, I had seen a new land and, and lived it and felt it culturally and living with a family. If you can figure out how to do that, where you actually live with a family, 
where they take you in, they feed you, and it's an immersion into the language, but it's an immersion into the culture. And uh, it, it gives you a perspective on humanity and on cultural differences and on international business. I mean, it, it just it gives it gives you a perspective that really I, I don't know of anything else that can, especially at that young budding age. Um, I came back with a um, with a type of consciousness that I just I felt empowered. And I felt like every all of I felt like so many of my peers were in a position of being left behind. That they were they were focusing on completely different things. Whereas I was excited. I came back with an excitement about my future, an excitement about the world. Um, it's extremely refreshing, and that led me to to figure out how to get another semester abroad uh, in Spain my junior year. Um, so, yeah, it's such an eye-opening, awakening experience. It's incredible. And here I am, you know, uh, it's been a good uh, – we go to Mexico quite a bit, uh, but I haven't had a, a you know, a, a real multicultural, diverse experience now in, in many years, and I'm really yearning for one. My wife and I are talking about how can we just uproot our, our lives right now and our two kids and go to India for a year or just do something crazy um, and just – when I think about doing that right now at the age of 39 with a wife and a nine-year-old, a four-year-old, um, I know, I mean, I, I get butterflies. I get this feeling because I remember that me that came back from those experiences abroad and just how beautiful it was. Uh, it's truly life-changing. It's perspective-changing, and I would recommend it hands down for, for anybody. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at Perpetual Assets as managing partner and co-founder. So what kind of clients do you help and what do you do? Well, we, um, we structure a uh, type of self-directed IRA that allows the individual, the client, to control and manage the investments. Uh, and it's, it can be used for any IRS-allowable uh, IRA investment. You know, anything from stocks and bonds to real estate to, you know, precious metals and then just about anything. Uh, it's really sort of a niche in the alternative investment space for people who, who realize, you know what, I, I don't like these, you know, uh, typical mutual funds over at XYZ brokerage uh, where my IRA is. And I want to I want to invest in private equity, or I want to invest in cryptocurrencies. I want to invest in precious metals. Um, so it is, a huge, uh, it is a, a huge benefit for those persons, for those who, who want to take control and manage their own money. A lot of people don't want to manage their own money, and that's okay. I would say this probably isn't for you. Uh, but for people who want to take control of their own investments uh, within their retirement account, this is a way to do so. And it's it allows the client to um, control the investments as far as what asset classes they invest in and also trade in and out of asset classes. Um, so it's uh, over the years, you know, we started the company. Uh, this was a, in the precious metals industry, which was sort of where I went from the financial services into precious metals. And, um, it's a great platform for precious metals where the individual can, can even control the – where the cuts can control the storage of the investments, of the precious metals. Um, so we're a precious metals dealer as well. We help clients acquire 
gold and silver and platinum and other precious metal bullion. Um, and we've also uh, launched a cryptocurrency acquisition service as well, as the demand for that has really shot up in the alternative investment space in the last few years. So um, we, you know, our, our target client is is the, he or she that um, wants to invest in something outside of the you know vanilla vanilla mutual fund offering at their current trustee. Um, and so we we set those up. We we counsel the client through the process, um, how to use it, the do's and don'ts, and the different asset classes that he or she might be you know interested in. We we don't provide investment advice, but uh, you know I can I can certainly give personal opinions on um, different asset classes that people might want to go to. And we've just got a lot of experience in that space, whether it be real estate or private equity or cryptocurrencies or what have you. So. Um, we try to help guide people. Yeah, our company motto is trust yourself. Um, and so that's really sort of what we're built on. That's great. Um, so let's do a quick primer because uh, maybe some of the uh, listeners don't know exactly. And this is, by the way, for uh, to the listeners, this is um, the IRAs, self-directed IRAs, is, are designed mostly for the United States. I don't know if they're abroad. Um, you could chime in on that. If I, I don't know. Um, I haven't heard of them otherwise. But um, that being said, um, because you're, you're you're essentially keeping the assets sheltered under the U.S. tax code. Um, that being said, maybe just explain what a self-directed IRA is to start out with. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the in the overall scope, an IRA is a a tax qualified type of savings account where people will contribute money to it each year. There's different types of tax uh, buckets, if you will. There are, uh, you know, after tax dollars that can go in or pre-tax dollars that can go in. And then that determines whether the, the, the gains on the back end, or I shouldn't say gains, whether the distributions on the back end are taxable or tax free. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to set them up. There's different accounts for self-employed individuals, but it's essentially uh, a way to uh, save money in a tax-favored environment. Um, traditionally speaking, these accounts are managed by a trustee and uh, invested in, you know, a handful of mutual funds that they may offer, and um, you know, the client just just keeps contributing money every year through their through their working years. Uh, traditional IRAs, your contributions are tax deductible. Consult your CPA. But, um, you know, so you make a contribution each year. It comes off your taxable income. So there's some tax advantage uh, on that end. And then on the, on the capital, there's, there's no capital gains inside of the IRA. You only pay taxes when you distribute the money to yourself in retirement. And the idea is you take those distributions at uh, an age when a time when your other incomes are lower, you know, your earned income is lower. And so you're able to really maximize your, your, uh, your tax burdens there and minimize, I should say. Um, the self-directed IRA is a space where the individual self-directs the investment. So instead of it being some, you know, multi-billion dollar trustee company that holds your account, that holds your assets, that offers a limited offering of what you can invest in. With the self-directed IRA, the individual drives the process. So it has all the same legal and regulatory and ramifications um, 
as a traditional IRA, but the individual is able to direct where that money is invested. And so it gives him or her more control over the investments themselves. Um, historically, probably the largest, you know, sector is real estate, where people will say, you know, a real estate investor, people who um, invest in different real estate properties and flip properties or maybe rental properties. And, you know, over the long haul, if you look at the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, income producing real estate has favored very well. Um, so it's been a great long-term investment. Um, so, and that's been a large, that consistently is a large part of this space where people will say, no, I want to invest in uh, you know, a piece of rental real estate with my IRA. So that would be a, a good example of a self-directed IRA. Of course, under this same umbrella with the platform that we set up, uh, that client can invest in just about any asset class imaginable. And so if somebody's considering, um, you know, investing in a, in a um, cause I know you obviously have many, many, um, uh, phone calls with prospective investors and they say, and I know one of the big questions that are going to come up are going to be, you know, are, is an individual investor right for our in, individual, um, the self-directed IRA correct for me? Um, and not asking you to give investment advice, by the way, but asking you to maybe just, um, you know, answer some of the general questions around, you know, if somebody's listening to this thinking is it right for them, what should they consider? You know, uh, the main consideration is where do you want your hard-earned dollars invested? Are you comfortable with them being in um, – you know, the stock market or mutual funds that are managed by a manager? Uh, are you comfortable with that counterparty risk where someone else is holding the investment and someone else is managing the investment? Um, not necessarily that they're making decisions without your consultation on, on where the money is invested. I mean, if you're in a mutual fund, they are, but it's, you know, the decisions that they make are pursuant to that mutual fund you know, uh, objective. But the main, uh, the main clarifier for people is, is this for me is, uh, do, do you, where do you want your money to be invested? Um, and do you want that counterparty in between you and the asset? Or are you comfortable in taking the reins uh, of your investments? And for, for most people, um, it depends on the investor, you know, but for most seasoned investors, the idea of managing their own portfolio is not overwhelming. Um, and for a lot of people, seasoned investors especially, to consider having access to those funds um, is, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs know, you know, have ideas on places where they can put capital and it will grow whether it's other companies that they know of, uh, like private equity options, whether, so um, this allows access to those funds where the individual can, um, you know, can, can drive those investments. And if somebody wants to learn more about uh, professional assets, what's the best way for a listener to either reach you or your company? Our website, uh, perpetualassets.com, is the best one-stop shop 
uh, for we've got you know, an email address up there, a contact us feature. Our phone number is up there as well. You can reach out to us in any number of ways. We have links to all of our social media platforms up there as well. Um, so yeah, Perpetual Assets, Google us or perpetualassets.com. And um, that's the best place to find us. And uh, we're here to we're here to help. I mean, we're really we really try to maintain this idea of service to others. So um, you know, if you if you want to talk about your situation, you have questions, feel free to give us a call or an email, and we can engage in just just having a conversation. Uh, if we can help you, great. Uh, if we can't, great. You know, we're here to just. We're here to help uh, clarify what your options might be should they be suitable for you. All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, Will, I really want to thank you. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and uh, and educating my guests on, uh, you know, self-directed IRAs and what they can mean to them. And to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave a review, do all that great stuff. I appreciate your support to keep this thing going. So thank you there. And uh, Will, thanks again for coming on the show.